Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories Chat Podcast with me, Rob Davis, Tom Canning. Hello. And the lady whose small bladder meant we missed Caroline Weir's uh, first <laughs> goal in the, the uh, Conti Cup final at the weekend, Abby Tithurst. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for that so much. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry you know, about that. There was uh, so many incidents on the day that I could have referenced in the intro, but uh, I thought I'd uh, I thought I'd give us that one. You went for a deeply personal one. A deeply, deeply personal one. Yeah, could have gone for the uh, forgetting to pick your train ticket up at the beginning of the day or anything like that, Abby. Abby, <laughs> Abby what can you come on, Abby? You got to fire back with something. Oh, I just at, at this point, is, I just what, don't is, have... is Rob a terrible bore? Was he? Oh, yeah. No, he's not even. He's a really think, fun well, person to go to football with. That's so oh. annoying. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. see that I'll just kill you with kindness instead. Yeah, that's yeah, the you way. are actually. Yeah, oh, that's that's really put a yeah put a, the kibosh on my insults. <laughs> yeah, it's all in good fun. Yeah, well, no, we've uh, we had a nice day out on uh, Saturday, didn't we, Abby? We did. We did sampled. Many of the local beers, and then watched a really, really good football game. Yeah, yeah, we went to the uh, Conti Cup final to see um, Chelsea take on Man City, and Man City come out victorious in a three-one win. Yeah, proverbial game of two halves. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a really good game, and I, I do apologise that we missed Caroline Wisgold. <laughs> she scored a second one. She must she have seen that we weren't in our exactly, seats. Yeah. She scored a second one, and that was an absolute worldie. So I told you she'd score a worldie. We just um, yeah, missed, missed the, the first one. Was like it was a very it was it was a goal's a goal, but that the second one was much better. <laughs> yeah, definitely so. Yeah, and a good fun day out actually. So uh, yeah. Um, would recommend Plough Lane and Wimbledon in general for anyone looking to go for a uh, day out on the football. Yeah, I like that stadium. It was cool. Although yeah. you could say it was like, what did you call it? Was it like tin cans or something like that? Yeah, like shipping containers. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you know how, uh, uh, sort of, well, yeah, the feel of like, a, you know, how Bottom Meadow kind of feels or like Largest Lane did um, sort of towards the end. Everything felt like all shipping containers around and <laughs> Felt like three stands in particular felt uh, at Palau Lane like they were carved out of shipping containers, but they, you know, in a good way. I mean, it's like yeah, ten thousand like seat aesthetic. of it. It is, like yeah. It's, um, mm, I think it's. It also feels like uh, if they ever wanted to expand there, they'd uh, they wouldn't have too much in the way of demolition or or sort of uh, construction costs. You know, you could get all of that easy enough. Just sort of pack it all into the back of a van and then, uh, yeah, free to build a new stand. You know what I mean? Like an Ikea stadium. Exactly, yeah. That's <laughs> exactly what you should be aiming for. Tom, how are you? We've, uh, uh, Abby and I have spoken about our weekend. How are you? I am much better, thank you, aside from a lingering cough. 
Oh, glad to hear it. Other than so, that, we're uh, we're all good. We're hoping to see you at a local ground sometime yes. soon. Yes, as the weather's starting to pick up a little bit as well, that would be yeah. great. Very, very good indeed. Well, um, whilst we were off enjoying ourselves in London, there was actually some football happening in uh, uh, in Berkshire, or uh, including involving Berkshire teams, and something that happened last week before. Um, Oh, well, after we recorded and before the uh, before the weekend was that uh, Thatcham had a change in management. So Jamie Leacock uh, has uh, left Thatcham by mutual consent and Yeshua Romeo has taken over um, the head, uh, the leadership of the Kingfishers. Uh, Tom, you know a bit about Yeshua Romeo, sort of, don't you? You've seen I him, uh... do, yes. I've seen him play. Um, yeah. He, especially when he used to play for Marlowe, if you, if his name was on the team sheet, you basically knew you were doomed that particular <laughs> day. He just, um, yeah, just just, uh, just what a player, what a player to watch. I believe Maidenhead United fans are also very, very fond of him. Um, I think mm-hmm. most recently, I did see him play for, for Reading City, um, and I think most recently he was with Northwood. Um, so he's taken over the hot seat, had a fairly... Um, straightforward first game against Staines Town, um, which obviously they got off and off and running uh off and running two, very well. Yeah. Um it'll be disappointed with conceding two to be honest. Staines mm. have got a goal difference of minus seventy. So yeah. um which obviously um whatever's going on at Staines I th- it is is dreadfully sad um because mm. Staines were once a club that a lot of people looked at quite fondly. Um but anyway they're not in Berkshire so move on um thatcham then obviously went on and had a nil nil with thatcham sorry with uh, hanwell town which is a very credible result hanwell in the playoffs um and i i, I obviously i'm not really sure of the um reasons behind jamie's departure i always found him um very chatty um mm-hmm. very good, good to chat to um but they just they had a, just a, a really poor run of form i think um and 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 results weren't weren't going in the right direction i doubt they are in any danger of relegation um there's this seven so 17th there's a dotted line above mm. 17th position and i rob you'll be able to probably tell me what that means but um 18th and 19th definitely go down to step five i really don't think thatcham are in any danger of being in any of those positions come the end of the season and i'm quite surprised to see both westfield and tooting and mitcham united are in trouble yeah Absolutely, yeah. They were uh, tipped by some to be uh, promotion contenders. Those two. Yeah. One more thing on Yeshua Romeo is that I, um, I last time I saw him um, on a pitch was actually I think last season uh, when he came on as a half-time substitute in goal. For, oh uh, yes. <laughs> uh, during a Thatcham game uh, against uh, aside from Bristol, I can't remember uh, the team in that division at the time. I think you saw them recently, didn't you, Tom? Oh, Manor Farm, Bristol Manor Farm. Bristol Manor Farm. That's the one yes. team I'm looking for. Yeah, they came on. They uh, just before half time, Thatcher had their goalkeeper sent off, conceding a penalty in the time, and Yeshua kept a clean sheet in that second oh, half. So yeah, he super. made some decent saves, I think. So uh, from yeah. what I remember. But yes, going back to your point on the uh, uh, relegation. So normally what would happen is that um, uh, two teams would go down automatically and then the next two teams would go into a playoff with all the second place teams from step five. Aha. So um, because there are spaces to fill in uh, at step four and further up the divisions, uh, 10 teams at step four are going to get a reprieve. 
So what that means is 10 of the 16 second placed uh, teams in step five are coming up automatically. No playoffs. Um, that's decided on points per game. Uh, but that just leaves six that will be playing a playoff against a team from step four. So that basically that dotted line means that uh, anyone in that potentially could uh, uh, have a playoff if they're in one of the, the worst six third uh, bottom teams in the division. So uh, potentially that means a playoff place or it could mean a reprieve. So that's what that bottom uh, dotted line means. But it, like you say, oh. uh, Thatcham just taking themselves slightly away from that relegation battle. Uh, they were certainly looking over their shoulders a little bit. Uh, I was there for the Guernsey game last week. Uh, Jamie Leacock's last game in charge, as it turned out to be. Um, and uh, yeah, I think talking to a few people in the bar afterwards, they were just slightly nervous about what's happening. So four points in a week, especially a point against a very decent side um, in uh, Hanwell, bodes well going forwards. And they've actually scored two penalties. We mentioned it on the pod last week. They're on a run of nine penalties in uh, in a row, having missing nine penalties in a row. So scoring two in that game against Staines is uh, putting another uh, poor run to bed. Very good indeed. Um, suppose you haven't seen Thatcham this season, uh, Abby. So I'll uh, might skip <laughs> on to the next one if that's all right. Yeah, good plan. Yeah. Good plan, good plan. Uh, so, yeah, next, well, next in my notes, uh, actually, no, we'll go to the, the women's games uh, uh, this weekend because it's starting to uh, get towards uh, title winning season in the women's side of things. And I think you actually saw one side uh, uh, obtain uh, the title this weekend. Yes, I did indeed. I think there's only... Mm, well, actually, I, I don't know about three west or three north. We don't pay attention to them. There's no Berkshire sides in there in the Thames Valley. But um, <laughs> I think I said in the group chat the, <clears throat> that three of the seven um, divisions have been won by Berkshire sides, which is very exciting. And yes, as you alluded to, I went to watch Ascot Reserves play against Ryslip, which was a very exciting game because it was first versus second. Um, and it was a re- it well, yeah it was a really really good game actually and it was only one nil to Ascot at half time actually so um, there was plenty of opportunity for Ryslip to uh, nab a couple of goals but um, second half I don't know what they'd eaten or what had been said at half time <laughs> Ascot but yeah first first uh, or second should I say second goal went in and then it was just a flood of goals after that and the game actually finished eight nil in the end. Um, yeah, Ascot are just, they're a very nice team to watch. Like, I think I said in the, I obviously tweeted about it, and I think I said at the end as well, they just, they're very good at communicating. I think they're quite a small squad as well. Um, they only had 13 on the day, and I actually don't think they're that m- much bigger than that. But you can tell that they're a very cohesive squad because, yeah, it was just a really solid performance from them. And um, if you go over to the Women's Football in Berkshire uh, Twitter account, you can see a few videos here and there. There's, there was just some really lovely passages of play between um, Courtney Gibbons, who was actually my player of the match. She was just, yeah, commanding that left wing. She was fantastic. Um, and then she moved a little bit more centrally in the second half, actually, and then nabbed a couple of goals herself as well. So, yeah, she's a very decent player. But, yeah, they're a really great team. Um, it's exciting as well because they've got a proper golden boot race between Freya and um, Cloder right now. Um, I think Freya's on 23 and Cloder's on 22. So the fact that they've got many goals between them is mad anyway. But yeah, the fact that they're in a proper race and I think they've only got one game left to play as well, maybe two actually. 
Um, so yeah, congratulations to them. It was it was a very exciting game to watch. Um, and yes, some celebrations there. That's Freya on the right there and Cloder on the left. So yeah, that's really exciting. Congratulations to them. Um, Rob, elsewhere, Rob, actually, Rob um, did make an excellent joke about this um, about this picture, <laughs> uh, which we are just displaying to anybody watching the live stream. Yeah, well, I, I just glanced at it very quickly, and I thought that was a terrible uh, wall from a set piece that they're, uh, you know, definitely that ball's going through in, uh, to a shot on goal, and then a slightly closer <laughs> champagne at the front. Is, uh, yeah. So yeah, yes, indeed. Um, <clears throat> elsewhere as well, um, Shinfield Rangers they also uh, secured the division development division. Sorry. Um, title as well they've still they've still got four games to play which is congratulations to them they've they've won the the title race within the title race there because they've still got plenty of games to play they um i think i've mentioned it a few times that they were cat and mouse with Thatcham and then they just seem to have run away with it now so um yeah congratulations to them as well i'm pretty certain this is their maiden season or it might be their second season actually and um, I actually used to play with some of the girls at Crowform, so that's exciting to see for them. So congratulations to them. But yeah, so we now have S4K, Ascot Reserves and Shinfield Rangers who have all won divisions in the Thames Valley County. So it's exciting. Very good indeed. And you mentioned Caversham then. Uh, so we'll just take a slight detour onto something they're doing again. Uh, they're doing a uh, kit competition, aren't they? So yes. to uh, design your own kit. Tom, did you want to say something first? Sorry. Yeah, I just just wanted to ask a question about these teams that are winning promotion. Um, Obviously, it means there'll be a number of Berkshire sides pushing up to Division 2. And obviously, Shinfield Rangers will be moving up out of the development division into Division 3, probably. Um, Do you think this causes a little bit of a... um, an an ability gap? Is that the right word? Um, Basically, will there be enough teams at, in in Division Three of the Thames Valley Football to accommodate players? Uh, because the the difference in levels in each of those divisions, it, from my experience of being involved at that level of football, is quite stark. Mm-hmm. And I, the mild concern in my head is that will there be enough teams? for players because the Thames Valley Div 3 is is really great for players kind of coming in who've maybe not played regularly not played for a long time uh, including yourself and and my concern would just be that maybe there aren't going to be as many teams or enough teams do you think that's a problem or am I making a mountain out of a molehill no I think that's an interesting point actually Rob and I talked about it a bit on on Saturday I think maybe the, the issue is is there's potentially not enough teams, but like you say, the gap in um, ability is a bit strange. So I suggested that maybe they introduce introduce a premier division so that they can bump a few teams up, and then then you keep the level that three is, but there's still that competitiveness for the teams higher up. The yeah, it's a, it's a real tricky one, and I'm not sure of the answer. Um, it does feel like there maybe needs to be another division, but also at the same time, that means that you get less teams. So then the season ends up being even shorter. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest. <laughs> I think this is probably just a, a teething problem with the growth of women's football, isn't it? So when when 
because women's football is taking off quite a bit at the moment, like I said on a couple of pods ago, you always feel like there's more teams joining every season and, um, you know, perhaps a new division being added here and there every season due to um, due yeah. to the increased number of clubs. I think as the, the game gets bigger, it will sort of sort itself out a little bit in terms of um, there'll probably be more players that are of a higher level and so need to play a bit further up. And then um, anyone that still wants to keep at that step three level will probably still find clubs, um, or the Thames Valley oh, yeah. three, sorry, will probably still find clubs at that level because I think more clubs will come in and start filling the gaps, hopefully. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't we... seen how many teams are jo- uh, looking to join the league this year. Yeah. I haven't seen anything like that. So uh, um, hopefully there are. But if, over the last few seasons, it's just gone from strength to strength in terms of number of clubs anyway. And so hopefully, you know, clubs will find their level and uh, mm. start um, plugging the gaps in the pyramid. I suppose the thing is there will be there will be players in those teams that have won promotion who go up to Division 2 and perhaps won't play as much as they would like therefore and, and i suppose this is my concern would then look to step down to to division three again and there might not be might not be but as, as you say rob we don't know how many new teams there may be in the yeah. summer so yeah exactly i mean like you say i mean the, the men's league is all is still having restructures and i mean that, you know, that's been around for years and years so uh, just as the game grows i think it will just it will you know there might be points where there are gaps and yeah more players at a certain level than there are clubs. But I think, you know, it will, it will probably resolve itself. I wouldn't be surprised if there's another division coming in at a, a Division 2 level. Um, so, you know, you've got four at um, Division 3 level at the moment and only one at Division 2, if I'm correct. So, you know, having another level at Division 2 level might be something of a solution. More clubs around that area. And as the women's game grows, that might work. But... Um, you know, this is just me spitballing on a uh, on a podcast rather than having any insight into the uh, inner workings of women's football, particularly. Uh, so, but I, yeah, there might be some issues, but hopefully they get resolved the longer the longer the seasons go on. So, yeah, as, as you said as well, because it's growing so exponentially. So, I think if I remember rightly, if you look back to the sort of eighteen nineteen season, I think. There was definitely Division One, and then I think uh, Division Two was regional at that point. So I think there was a mm. north, an east, and a west. I think it was. Yeah. There might have been an east actually. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, so now we're down to well, we've got four regional Division Threes, and then a development division, and then a Div One and Div Two. So yeah, yeah, you can see just in the last three, four seasons how how much it's grown. So yeah, it's um, one to keep an eye on. And I think yeah, obviously that just is a reflection on how many new teams are. I think even um between last season and this season I think I said there was another eight or nine teams added I can't remember off the top of my head how many it was exactly but I'm pretty sure that's how many how many people had to speak at the AGM I was at so um yeah as you say it's just about it's about growth and it will probably sort itself out occasionally or I think it has done so every season really so it's just about filtering it up and down and across the tiers as well really absolutely yeah so uh yeah nice little uh interlude on the um the uh, structure of the women's game there enjoyed that so uh, uh but we were going to uh, talk about uh the cavisham kit and uh abby as you're oh, yeah, wearing, sorry uh, <laughs> as you're no, don't worry about that as you're wearing the uh um uh, is it this season it's last season's cavisham kit isn't it yes so this is their home kit from this season no this is their home kit from the last away season yeah. away kit no they've only got one away kit that's the away kit, isn't it? That's oh, the, I don't, I've the got green so one. many kits, I can't remember. The green one. <laughs> I've the got green like five shirts. Mint, 
mint actually, uh, Todd, they call it. Sorry, mint, mint, my yeah. bad. Uh, but anyway, uh, talk us through the um, the the competition as it is to uh, design Cavisham's new kit. Yeah, so um, Cavisham just love a competition for something, I think it is, essentially. We were talking about the other day where the nickname came from, that came from a Twitter competition, and yeah, they just, I think because they like to be uh, a... F- a fan club don't they they like their fans to have a say essentially so um this is their fourth kit competition i think and this is for their away kit because i think they're their away kit they've had it since i want to say 2018 so they've had it for a little while um and yes yeah, so they've launched uh, i think it was on tuesday was it what day were? oh no it was on monday sorry they launched their new kit so uh, it's very organised. There's mood boards and everything. So um, I think they're looking for kind of maybe a, a retro looking sort of kit or I can't remember what the other one was. Nature, I think it is. Yeah. So, yeah, so lots of. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because they have an eco kit. So that's why they wanted mm-hmm. to, to give it a kind of environmental theme. So, yeah, um, that's exciting. I think they normally leave it open for a little while and um, there are some very exciting kits designed for their last one, and their mm-hmm. their current is very nice as well. I obviously own it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm excited to see the entries that start to roll in for it. Um, if they want a guest panelist for the decision, I am available. <laughs> well, they're doing it all by Twitter polls, aren't they? Yes, so... exactly. But eventually, they pick in the end. Yes. Yeah. So they, yeah. they're going to pick the. Uh, um, well, aren't they picking the? 16 best or 32 best and then running it off Twitter polls, Yeah, something I think. like that. They whittle it down and then, yeah, eventually they have their committee who decides the final, I think it's the final four or something like that. Okay, and then, yeah, yeah, then that gets voted for. So, yeah, very, so nice. it's very exciting. Yeah, so get on over to Caversham's um, social media feeds for more information on the competition. And, uh, yeah, if you ever fancied yourself as a kit designer, then what a great uh, opportunity to... Uh, uh, follow, uh, follow that dream. Yeah, I wish I could draw, but I'm just I'm just better at wearing them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why we're on podcasts rather than uh, in the graphic design studio. I think so. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, mentioned uh, about uh, title winners there, and our almost regular section now. Um, um, every week we mention about when will Bracknell um, win the league. They're very very close at the moment. Um, I think officially uh, going into tonight's game against Guernsey, they are um, seven points needed from their final uh, eight games. Um, but honestly, I think maybe one more, perhaps they're already there. I think um, I think maybe one or two more points and they're there. A win tonight and I don't see anyone catching them up there. Uh, they won 3-0 against Northwood at the weekend, who were on a good run of form. Um but uh, as I said, I've mentioned I'll be at the game tonight, but uh, they're also running a um, a collection for um, people affected in Ukraine tonight. So the reason I'm bringing Bracknell up is that um, we actually their chairman was on LBC last night um, speaking to Sheila Fogarty. He's been over in France trying to get um, a 17 year old student who's been given a, a place in the um, SB Academy into the country a ukrainian lad um and uh yeah having trouble to do that but luckily um he's been able to get into the uk via ireland and he will be joining up in the with the sb academy um this coming season so it's uh yeah really good story and something that um the uh 
uh, we should thought we should highlight here. K, um, Kane Steeborn Boost been out there trying to uh, um, get this lad over. He's had a few problems with the uh, 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 the well documented issues that are in Calais, um, and but has eventually been able to get um, this lad Marco into the country via Ireland. So uh, congratulations to him. And yeah, anyone at the game tonight, I thoroughly recommend bringing a few. Uh, coins or notes with you so that you can donate to the uh, Ukrainian um, the, the the collection for the Ukrainian uh, nationals affected by the current crisis um, anyone want to say anything about Bracknell themselves and uh, whether they think uh, do you think they've got enough points now if they lost every game from now on do you think they'd uh, still win the league they've had enough points for <laughs> it's Christmas come on we've been saying like They've had enough. They've had enough since Christmas. Yeah, we've just been. We're just basically waiting for it to be official so we can do like a Bracknell special or something like that. But, uh, <laughs> yes, we do uh, have that lined up. Um, it was going to be a couple of weeks ago, but something got in the way. Uh, uh, but we will. Um, I'm just looking at the uh, look on football web pages. They've got the league progress chart, and uh, I think aside from a brief period um, from match day seven to match day nine. Um, and obviously, at the start of the season, um, Bratton have been top for the entire season. And I mean, it's it's ridiculous. They 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 are not going to be beaten to the title. Not not no. a chance. They've uh, I think they've only conceded one goal from open play since November. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, they've conceded ten goals overall, and I think about four of them were penalties, and two of them were own goals. So uh, um, something along those lines, anyway. Yes. So uh, it's. The statistics around their defence in particular are absolutely incredible. So, yes, uh, playing Guernsey tonight. So by the time this goes out, you'll know what's happened there. And Bracknell may only need four points officially to uh, win the title. Are you suggesting, Rob, that I won't get this turned around before the game tonight? <laughs> I, um, yeah, if your okay. track record is anything to go by, then yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, I see. I he see. is firing on all cylinders today, Rob. <laughs> Just there we go. There we go. Uh, right, they've one got more thing before we... in the next few weeks as well, haven't they? Yeah, they're have... away. Yeah. I don't Ashford think they're playing been off this... their manager in the last 24 okay. hours. So, well, I don't think they've got a game this weekend, Bracknell, but I think their next game, as you say, is away at Ashford. So, perhaps they could have even won the title by the time um, they take to the pitch against Ashford, but uh, it might be that that is the game that the Bracknell fans have been waiting for, and we've been waiting for other parts where we can say it's official. Have, done it. have we talked about points before? Are they like on track to get the most points ever? It's no, you can't. It's really hard because that division um, has had so many different numbers of teams in it yeah. over oh, the okay. years. You really can't compare. It's complete. Like it's not like the football league. Whereas it was it twenty four teams mm. consistently yeah. for year after year. The teams change. The number of teams change yeah. all the time. You just can't. You could probably do points per game, maybe, but I'll leave that to Rob. Oh, no, oh. thank you. <laughs> that'll be a yeah, yeah. That'll be a hard task to go back and find even find details on each of the leagues. So uh, yeah, yeah, we'll uh, maybe maybe if I'm at a loose end one weekend, I'll uh, look into that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, before we look on head into next week's game. Uh, we were discussing on our chat the nationality of a <laughs> maiden striker. Um, uh, Abby, do you want to talk us through this one? Why not? 
Yeah, so um, it's kind of it's uh, come to light, hasn't it? Because um, the uh, England C tick call-ups have been been made, um, <clears throat> and everyone's in disarray about the fact that Josh Kelly has not been a uh, been included in the in the in the call-ups. And I think a lot of it was to do with around some kind of confusion that uh, he was maybe actually Northern Irish. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, a fairly reputable source in his hand (laughs) (laughs) has confirmed. In fact, you know, I think I've seen him tweeting all week. Every time somebody's like, isn't he Northern Irish? I think he's been on Twitter as well. Like, no, no, definitely English. Um, He said something about how he uh, went out to a, it was a Spain training camp, wasn't it, I think? And um, did some friendlies whilst they did some background checks. It sounds very like FBI, doesn't it? Or like (laughs) um, (laughs) to check if, well, because his surname's Kelly, like, oh, so he must be Irish. Um, but um, no, turns out he is very much English. It's amazing, that, isn't it? That <laughs> you think, you know, the Northern Ireland, I don't know, whoever's select the scouts or whoever's selecting the team would have a little bit more in terms of due diligence, other than he's got a bit of a uh, bit of an Irish name. <laughs> maybe we'll take maybe we'll take him out to Spain and he can play a couple of uh, uh, sort of. Uh, age grade friendlies rather than uh, actually looking into it but yeah his, his dad's been on there just confirming that they uh, checked into his background and there's absolutely no trace of uh, northern irish in uh, uh, up to his granddad's level um, anyway so uh, yeah he does not qualify and so he is still eligible for uh, any england sea call-ups so uh, no, yes. no disrespect to josh Rossley because he's a very good player but do you think they were just short on short on the team or something they're like yeah we'll just bring him along yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> See how he gets on. I, I, I think if you're if you're Northern Ireland, you're looking for as many players as you can possibly find yeah, that are man. playing in English leagues. And if there's a chance, I think his dad said there was. They were hoping that because of the name Kelly, there was there was <laughs> something in it. Um, and as as a promising youngster, because this would have only been a couple of years ago, um, but obviously this season he's absolutely flying. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, uh, unlucky not to be called up. I mean, there are a lot of good strikers in the in the conference and uh, in the uh, National League in general. Sorry, the National League these days. Uh, so there's a lot of good strikers at both step one and step two. But yeah. went all 2014 there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Last time, <laughs> that's when Luton were in the league. I was always calling it the conference. So yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right, so with that, we'll start uh, looking ahead to the weekend's fixtures. Abby, why don't you pick us out a few women's games that you uh, are looking forward to this weekend? Can I just, whilst we're on the topic of Ireland, um, just mention uh, Grace Maloney and um, her... She is a the Republic, a Republic of Ireland player, but um, just uh, props to her for her 200th appearance for Reading at the weekend. And in a nil-nil draw against Spurs, which is very good for Reading against Spurs, Spurs were absolutely fine this season. So um, that was a very solid performance. So, yes, claps to Grace as well for 200 appearances for Reading. She's absolutely basically part of the furniture there so <laughs> but like yes couch <laughs> oh poor grace that's not all no, very nice no, it's good because old couches are you know loved by the family True. don't just chuck an old couch away <laughs> yes i'm sure she'll really enjoy being referenced to as an old couch <laughs> yeah you also know what sort of seating you're going to get next time you're invited to canning towers so yeah. <laughs> um but yes looking ahead <laughs> um there's a few cup 
to be paying attention to this weekend. Uh, firstly, Caversham United. That's why I'm full Caversham today, because I'm here for Caversham United. They are playing Penn and Tyler's Green in the trophy final at Beaconsfield on um, Sunday. Um, they're hoping for some silverware in their maiden season as the GOATs, so that should be exciting. Um, they played a friendly against Guildford at the weekend um, in a little bit of a warm because they've had no games for like three weeks and they're like, mm, we should probably play a match before we play in a trophy final. Um, and Penn and Tyres have been a bit of a tricky opponent for them. So, um, yes, I will be there, actually. Um, so I'm excited for that one. Yes. Um, so I'm hopefully maybe going to do a bit of commentary, but we'll see. I don't. We haven't really figured it out yet. Um, but yes, uh, so that is one cup cup final. I think the next fixture is a cup final, but as ever, full time makes no sense. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Mortimer will play Caversham AFC in the Thames Valley Women's Football League Cup. Yeah, every time I try and click through the fixtures on that, I can't figure out, but I can't see any other fixtures, so I can only assume it's the final. It makes sense in my head where I've been writing out all the fixtures for the last like. 10 weeks or whatever it is so I'm pretty sure it is a final um because yeah I can't see <laughs> any other fixtures but yeah <laughs> that's a, a good coup for uh Cabersham AFC there as I alluded to last week as well they didn't have an especially great season last season but this year they're yeah they're having a decent one they've got some decent signings so um yeah good luck to both of them that's exciting it's a all Berkshire tie um <clears throat> and then one more fixture to look at is Maidenhead versus Exeter um, Exeter again are another side that have been in all the cups possible. Um, they're in, incredibly far behind on the fixtures. I think they've only played eight games this season or something, so they're on a proper catch up here. But they have actually recently exited the FA Cup, so um, Maidenhead will want to take points from them. And um, they are obviously higher up in the table, but I think that's because they've played like half the games that they have. But yeah, that should be a, an exciting game for Maidenhead because Exeter are a really, really good side, actually. And I just like them as a team as well. So, um, yes, good luck to Maidenhead against them. That's my my top three picks for you this weekend. <laughs> top three picks. Very good. And Tom, do you want to do something similar for the men's side? Uh, which sure. games will you be looking at this week? Yeah, weekend? I think the big one that stands out is uh, Thatcham Town at home to Bimfield. Mm-hmm. Um Yash brings Binfield to the stacker. We still is it still the stacker truck? I quite like that as a name. Yeah, um, that so that should be that should be decent. Um, no idea which way that will go. Will the Yash bounce continue? Or will um, I can't think of anything for Binfield. Yeah, but anyway, new striker James Beaumont continue his uh, his. Uh, strong start. Uh, what is it? Three goals in two games for the. This uh, is a, uh, this is a this is a good point. Yes. The moles. Um, yeah, so, they're, yeah, they're on two games really... on the bounce winning so uh, yes, they're, they're on good form too It's always good fun when Berkshire's two FA Vars finalists get together so um, yes. so fingers crossed for that one um, We've also got in the National League uh, Maidenhead need to turn a little bit of a corner I, We've almost jinxed them since the last time we had a big chat about Maidenhead <laughs> um, they've, they've, they've lost They've lost games and uh, I, I mean, I still think they're a long way off being in trouble. They, they have got, I think they're 13 points clear of relegation. So I, I can't see that being a problem. But they've uh, they've lost two and drawn one of their last three games, um, including at Wealdstone last night, which doesn't really help anyone. Um, they play Woking. Uh, away, they play at Woking on Saturday. Um, Woking are just below Maidenhead in the table. Um 
So we shall see. It's a battle of um, uh, something I saw earlier this week and took not great offence to, but just thought was ridiculous. Um, someone's published a league table of the best fans mm-hmm. uh, and Woking was significantly higher than Maidenhead United. And apparently this table is based on who's the loudest and who has the most fans. That's what makes you the best. Are they um, taking a decibel like measure with them to all these oh, games? Oh, who then? knows? Who knows? But apparently, if um, if you go to games and you know your stuff, this all makes sense. Um, I want to call BS on that. <laughs> frankly, um, I think uh, our good friend Steve Gab, um, the voice of reason, as he so often is, says actually, I think uh, Dover fans are probably the best because anyone still going to watch Dover um, with the, with the uh, certain relegation they faced all season, um, they are surely the best fans. Anyway, um, so yeah, that was absolute nonsense. What a stupid league table. Um, <laughs> there's not a great deal to pick out of in the Combined Counties League Prem this week, but Hollyport Ooh. at home to Ascot. Hollyport need a win. Um, we, we've got a lovely podcast with Richard Tyrrell, the club secretary and all-round good egg at Hollyport coming out on Friday. Um, but Hollyport need a win. They, yeah, they need they the lost, points now. They lost to CB Hounslow at the weekend. Yeah. Which is, it was a real... Uh, tough one because CB Hounslow were below them and now they've leapfrogged them and uh, yeah. the bottom the bottom side in this division goes down essentially. So, Absolutely, uh, and, then, yeah. and then potentially the second side does as well, but but it's definitely the bottom side. So uh, um, yeah, Hollyport really needs to uh, get a win. But so does that. Uh, so do Ascot. I mean, they've yes. just stumbled, stumbled this week after again the uh, FIB curse. Um, <laughs> we've been talking about about their nine games with other bands. They've drew with. Virginia Water at the weekend and then uh, lost to Abbey Rangers last night. So uh, uh, they just need a win to uh, keep themselves in touch with that second place. Um, the potential playoff, potential automatic promotion spot into uh, uh, step four. I think just in Division One uh, of the Combined Counties League, I think um, Eversley in California v Deportivo Galicia, that is always an excellent tie, always an interesting tie. Um, Eversley are pushing for uh, a promotion spot, um, and I think they they didn't win last night. They, they didn't no. have a positive result last night. So um, I know they, they played Wallingford, uh, and I know uh, Matthew Angel um, was a bit, unhappy with the defeat, the way that his side performed. So I know he's hoping for a bit of a bounce back on Saturday. But yeah, Eversley, Eversley flying high. Um, I think they're, um, Eversley, I was going to pick out Sandhurst as well, but they are away. But both both sort of Eversley, Sandhurst kind of going quietly about their, their promotion pushes. And I think um, if you were looking for games, um, looking at those two sides, those would be on my list. Absolutely. Yeah. Eversley, Sandhurst and Wallingford are probably going to be... Um, Two into three for the last mm. two promotions. Uh, sorry, last two playoff spaces in the in that division. Um, Hilltop look quite a long way ahead now. Yeah. Although London London Lions have a lot of games in hand, but um, Hilltop look a long way ahead. London Lions and Rangers Lane also look like they're up there. So uh, I think the two final playoff spots are probably going to be between Eversley, Sandhurst, and Wallingford. And so uh, yeah, a lot of Barcher interest in promotion there as well. And just to mention another team who are hoping to get back into the um, playoff picture this season, uh, sorry, this weekend, Hungerford hosts Bottomside Billericay. So uh, if you're looking to go and support them, a win there could take Hungerford back into the playoff places. So uh, uh, another one to keep an eye on. 
Good, good. Right. Um, any other business now? Uh, Abby, you always talk about us wanting to uh, promote our awards nights or anything else we've got going on. How about you uh, do the honours on that one? <laughs> yeah, awards night. It's happening. The June the 5th. Is it June the 5th? June the... No. 15th. 15th. For goodness me. <laughs> um, voting opens soon, I think, doesn't it, Tom? Yes. I. So the reason the voting hasn't opened is I am still waiting for the graphics from our uh, main sponsor, which is a very exciting main sponsor, but um, due to the size of the business, uh, I am still waiting for the graphics for, from them to be able to put this out there. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, that'll that's coming. Very good. Okay, so keep your eyes peeled for that. And is there anything else we want to mention about in the summer, particularly uh, maybe for those with a particularly strong arm in the Berkshire area? (laughs) We are having a long throw competition. We are in conversation with Ascot United about when we are going to do that. So that's very exciting. Um, Can I just also flag something I did last week and I want to do on a semi-regular basis, although I do occasionally launch new features that last about three or four weeks (laughs) and then uh, go by the wayside. But um, it's a little bit of a look back and this is... um, um, I'm booking, bookending the podcast, starting with Thatcham, finishing with Thatcham. Um, remembering when Thatcham Town won the Wessex League title in 1995-96. They had some really quite famous names in their side. Um, not only did they have uh, Chris Ferdinand, who is the dad of Liam Ferdinand. Uh, everybody will be familiar with him. Um, Chris, last season, was still playing for Mortimer. I'm not sure if he is this season. Um, they had Nick Voller, who is the current manager of Hellenic League Newbury. And they also had a fella called Steve Keane, who... Um, came to the fore as uh, the much maligned manager of Blackburn Rovers um, back in 2010 when Venkies, when the chicken magnets Venkies took over at uh, Ewood Park. Um, but yes, we, we understand Steve Keane was in that title winning side. Um, so yeah, was that's... Sorry? Was he Irish? <laughs> Did he... Uh, Call-ups to uh, uh, Northern Ireland are unconfirmed, yeah. I really don't know. But um, in that division at the same time were Eastleigh, who are now in the National League, um, and a couple of other sides. But it was, I think, I think Thatcham had finished in the top four three seasons in a row and then finally won the title um, before various versions of New Milton Town, Limington and New Milton, or AFC Limington, won the title about eight times. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, it was a really interesting piece to write and hopefully people will go and have a little look at that. Lovely. Yeah, get on to uh, Football in Berkshire um, and start reading that one. Yes. Uh, Abby, anything you want to say there? You look poised. Yes, just a couple of things. Um, one thing, I'm just emotionally preparing myself for the next few weeks as a Reading fan because it's going to be a... Not a pretty end of the season, I don't think. Um, no, Reading have just got some tough fixtures coming up. Um, they've got United on Saturday, um, which is an 11.30 kickoff, I think, if anybody is uh, wanting to do something with their Saturday Bit morning. late. <laughs> yeah. um, then it's City after that. Um, and then Villa should be fine. And then it's Chelsea after that. So um, I'll, yes. I'll remind you of that. Villa should be fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In a couple of yeah, weeks. I know. Yeah. I tell you what. I just as, as those words came out of my mouth, I thought, why have I just said that? Because I'm sure yeah. I'm a curse. I think I'm Mitch, um, the commons manager at manager um, at Reading, might have actually banned me from the stadium as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
we've not had good results the last few times I've been there or just the last few games I've been at and then they drew nil-nil with Tottenham and I wasn't there on Sunday so maybe I'm a bad omen. <laughs> can, can, I, can, um, I make a, can I make a wild prediction that Reading will get points out of United, City and Chelsea and lose to Villa? <laughs> that's yeah. quite a wild prediction because that's how football that's basically how football works yeah <laughs> pretty much um and then just one other thing um a round of applause to our very own lish povey who is going to be on bt sport for women's football day i think it is um at the end of march so yes i'm very excited for her i'm such that's a little excellent. fan though it's actually ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, absolutely. Tune in and watch Lish and the uh, uh, Futsal guys and girls. Uh, when did you say it was? Sorry, end of March. End of March, I think it is. Uh, I want to say the 27th, but I might have made that up. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we still need to get down to a Futsal game. That's one thing we uh, we mentioned when we, in fact, when we interviewed Lish, I think it was. For yes. <laughs> so uh, you said, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, lockdown in it so uh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. we haven't made it down to see a, a futsal game but it looks really exciting well, so um on that yeah. note though they are because there's obviously fewer futsal teams um yeah. they they've they finished their season in the futsal series but hampshire fa have um started a futsal league themselves and that kicks off soon and that is in southampton so that is much more uh, amenable to get to so yes i'm and I'm I'm pretty certain Reading are entering as a team, so yeah, that would be good. They haven't. There's another team called Southampton Aztecs, and they're pretty cool, so um, that'll probably be a good game to go to. Absolutely, Tom. Maybe that's our away day that we've been looking oh. for. You know, and yeah, you bailed out of the women's uh, Conti Cup finals, so we, uh, you know, you've got to you've got to make sure that you get one in at some point. So yeah, Tom, we're very fun to go on a, an away day with as well. Me and Rob. Absolutely, yeah. Well, yeah if you noticed that, I managed to avoid all of these. Yeah. <laughs> You're just and, yeah. Exactly, We're a great yeah. company. <laughs> We're the much more cheery ones in the pod. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> anyway, on, on, on that harsh note, I will. Uh, we should probably. <laughs> well, you started with one, so you might as well finish. <laughs> you said about bookending with Thatcher. I thought it was only fair to uh, bookend with a uh, yeah, abuse. a slight insult. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, as always, you can catch all of our stuff on uh, footballinbarkshire.com or follow us on um, uh, social media. .co.uk, Rob. It's at the bottom of the screen. .co.uk. Did I say .com? Oh, sorry. Footballinbarkshire.co.uk. Yeah, or that email address that's scrolling along the bottom of the screen. That's a web address, Rob. That's a web address, Rob. All right. They're fighting back. They're fighting back. All right. See, you always end like this, which always puts me in a bad mind for next week's pod. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a vicious it's cycle that, uh, of insults. But anyway, you should probably say goodbye. So uh, <laughs> say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> say goodbye, Abby. See ya. And it's bye for me. I promise I'll be nicer next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Robert Davis and featured Abby Tyshurst and Tom Canning. It was called together by me, Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music albums. Find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook and at 
www.footballingparkshire.co.uk Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 118 0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.